We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, everybody, to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, Vivid Seats, and Rival Fantasy. It is Friday, November 10th, 2023. Alex Barutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K-Train Kreitz. All aboard! As always, uh, we're going to start things off by jumping straight into the news. And this probably could have this entire news section is could have been an injury section. Just injuries, um, yeah. injuries galore. We have Cam Thomas out for two weeks. We have Tyler Hero out a couple of weeks. Jamal Murray out three weeks. Walker Kessler out two weeks. And I know there's somebody out there watching this video that drafted all of those guys and uh, <laughs> is now losing their fantasy league. I um, added Cam Thomas to like 75% of my teams. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, Ken, so Cam Thomas is hurt. Like you don't drop him, but no. wh- what are you, what are you looking at doing uh, with, with him out now? Do you think there's a move to make for, for the nets? We do have Cam Johnson coming back uh, presumably tonight. So that, that does yeah. maybe take away some value. Yeah. Um, well, we're obviously going to talk about a lot of free agent guards in our waiver wire section. Um, but uh, yeah, you have to stash Thomas. I mean, how many could score 35 point a, points a night guys are out there, you know? Right. Zero. There's not that many. Um, Shannon, what do you, again, without spoiling too much of the, the waiver wire section, are, do any of these other injuries stand out to you in terms of like, is there, you, you don't drop these guys, but pickups, what do you think is kind of going to happen here? What are you worried about? Yeah, I, I mean, with Cam Thomas, uh, I mean, two weeks, I think it's manageable. You keep him stashed on your bench unless you are in a very shallow league. Um, you know, if you're in a shallow league where top 100 players are widely available, then there could be something cons- to consider with Cam Thomas. But for the most part, you know, two weeks is manageable, right? You stash him on your bench. Um, you know, the Brooklyn Nets, it'll be interesting what happens once uh, Thomas, Thomas does return because Cam Johnson – uh, is expected to make his season debut tonight. Um, so that rotation could be, is going to be um, different once Tam- Thomas returns. With uh, Jamal Murray, you know, we, I believe you got, you got Reggie Jackson's the obvious pickup. We might discuss him more uh, during our waiver wire pickups. Walker Kessler, mm. that's tough. I mean, you would have thought the clinic, Kelly Olinick, was uh, the most obvious plug in, but uh, the Jazz decided to f- switch things up slide Collins and Markton up to the four and the five. Um, so it's, it, we'll, we'll discuss the, the jazz as well during our waiver wire pickups. The heat is kind of the interesting one. You've got uh, Ken's favorite 
Kyle Lowry, you know, any player who's uh, over the hill can is a must add. And large bottomed. Yeah. Large bottom. I forgot that. That's actually number one. It's it's large (laughs) bottom, then over the hill. Big bumpus. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about uh, more big bumpuses later. Uh, But Ken, why don't, why don't we touch on some of the, the two games that happened last night? Well, and I know you were on the edge of your seat for all of this, but Giannis uh, scored 54 last night, but had two costly turnovers late in the fourth quarter when he was just gassed. Uh, in the Bucks, 126-124 loss at Indianapolis, Coach Adrian Griffin uh, got tossed, was compl- trying to protect Giannis, was complaining about the lack of foul calls on Giannis defenders. Uh, and no Dame Lillard. It's got a calf issue. I think that's just day to day. But uh, hey, these are your bucks, Alex. Give us some more insights on this. Yeah, this game started off pretty badly, as uh, all Bucks games do at this point. Uh, and eventually, they the Bucks just gave up trying to run real offense and just gave the ball to Giannis against the Pacer second unit. I might add, and just said, "Go crazy, man! Like just just fix it for us." And then the, they pulled him because he got gassed. And then they put Chris Middleton in. And Chris Middleton uh, looked completely unguardable for four or five minutes and then got gassed himself. And then the game, um, you know, uh, continued to slip away. Obviously, Giannis was amazing throughout the whole game. Um, but you mentioned it. Like, he he turned the ball over late. I watched. I was very locked into the last five minutes of this game. And he, it just, it was those Giannis mistakes that you see a lot where he, Spins into traffic. He he keeps the ball too low instead of high. The offense kind of bogs down. Guys aren't cutting. Um, so yet another disappointing loss for the Milwaukee Bucks after they almost drop a game to Shannon's Detroit Pistons uh, with Giannis getting ejected. I liked Giannis's post-game tweet. You know, he scored 54. He tweeted 54, 45, 5. It doesn't matter. A lot of good things we can learn from today to get better. Yeah. Um, Shannon, we also had some interesting box scores from this game. We had Miles Turner and Benedict Matherin play 37 and 36 minutes respectively after basically previous, like their minutes had been down 25, like the, the minutes have been a little all over the place. Um, what, what do you make of this? Yeah. I mean, with Ben math in particular, uh, I find it very encouraging. That's back-to-back games, you know, 38 minutes and 36 on back-to-back nights as well. Yeah. Um, exactly. And and big outings in each. He topped 40 fancy points in each outing. Um, love to see it, especially after his up and down start to the season. You know, he's locked in as the starter uh, at shooting guard, but it's just great to see him get over 30 minutes. I mean, those are the first two games of the season where he's played over 30 minutes. If he continues to play over 30 minutes, then – Anyone who who identified him as a breakout candidate, you know, that uh, you should start to reap those rewards moving forward. Um, you know, similar. It was, it was so odd that they played four guys over 36 minutes on the second of a back to back. But it worked. Yeah. They won. Yeah. Well, I hate the Pacers trying to win games like this is uh, this is not a team that believes yeah. that they are below 500 or they're or they're really rebuilding. They want to make the playoffs. So, well, you know, proof of that, Alex. We saw the return of Daniel Tice. <laughs> His first appearance got four, eight minutes for the Man. Pacers. Uh, showcasing him for the Ak-tung, Clippers. baby. I will say one, one, one thing to note with uh, Miles Turner as well, because he only played 
23 minutes the previous night. Um, he also, you know, is only only top 30 minutes three times this season, three out of nine games. Uh, but last night, Jalen Smith sat out. He was kind of an unexpected last-minute scratch for that game. Uh, so that opened up some minutes, and they really needed Miles Turner to step up, and and he did. He had a great game. For the big o- uh, uh, Obi Toppin fans out there, he was notably not the the one starter not to get big minutes. In fact, only played thirteen. Looked a little lost on defense, I would say. I'm not I'm not on the to- the Toppin bandwagon. I've I've cut bait there uh, in a couple leagues where I've rostered him. He was basically stuck on my bench anyways. But even even games, you know, if you're watching closely. And there'll be games where he'll start off, he'll hit his first couple shots. It happened last night, actually. I think he might have scored like two of the first four buckets for the Pacers. And then immediately, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. He, he gets pulled off the court four <laughs> yeah. or five minutes in the game and ends up only playing 13 to 14 minutes and, and can't do much on the fantasy side. So if, you know, this is a team that they love playing uh, Neesmith at, at, the, at the four, They've got uh, Walker, the rookie Walker, that can eventually might make his way into the rotation. I think Obi Toppin's just—it's time. It's time to find a replacement if you're still rostering him. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Chronic migraine is 15 or more headache days a month, each lasting four hours or more. Botox, onabotulinum toxin A, prevents headaches in adults with chronic migraine. It's not for adults with migraine with 14 or fewer headache days a month. It prevents, on average, 8 to 9 headache days a month versus 6 to 7 for placebo. Prescription Botox is injected by your doctor. Effects of Botox may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness can be signs of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Side effects may include allergic reactions, neck and injection site pain, fatigue, and headache. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Don't receive Botox if there's a skin infection. Tell your doctor your medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome, and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. Ask your doctor and visit BotoxChronicMigraine.com or call 1-800-44-BOTOX to learn more. 
Uh, we had the Mexico City game last night between the Hawks and uh, Magic. The Hawks win this one, one twenty to one nineteen. Was an excellent game. I feel like both teams were really hyped up for this game. The crowd was going insane. A lot of these plays. It's a really fun game. Um, of course, before we get to the extremely pertinent fantasy information, we have to note that Joe Ingles plus twenty seven and eighteen minutes. Uh, wow! In this game. I mean, that was just an oddity. I loved it. <laughs> uh, uh, more relevant for your fantasy teams. We had Markel Fultz back in the lineup after missing some time. He was fine. Uh, Jalen Suggs, big game for him. Probably one of the best games of his career. 21 points on 10 shots, six steals for him. Uh, of course, he, he's one of the best defenders in the NBA. One of the best should steals. Eat Mexican food before every game now. <laughs> <laughs> he's drinking Haritos and, uh, <laughs> Got a sugar buzz. <laughs> yeah. uh, we also had Jonathan Isaac have his best game of the season. 12 points, 7 boards, 2 blocks in 16 minutes. Uh, the Wagner-Batatze minutes split kind of mm. continues. If you picked either one up, eh, it's fine. Uh, but, you know, you're not... you're not uh, Two blocks from Batatze. Yeah. That was good to see, but yeah. And then uh, Trey Young goes for 41-8 and eight with three steals. Uh, Ken, what's the most notable thing uh, that you kind of draw from this game? Well, other than Joe Ingles, uh, yes. hey, Jonathan Isaac, is he actually back? I mean, he's on my, uh, he's on our waiver wire chat coming up, but wow, uh, a healthy Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac is something people have dreamed about for three or four years. I can't imagine he's going to stay healthy, but my goodness, it's worth taking a flyer on if you got some bench space. In a, in a very deep league, yeah. The 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 issue is going to be playing time with Jonathan Isaac, right? You know, 16 minutes last night. He has looked good when he's able to play. They're still kind of – he sat out yeah. previous game. 12 points in 16 minutes. Mm-hmm. Two blocks. Yeah. Solid player. We know what he great. can do. We know what he can do. But uh, I, I think 14 teamers, it's got to be a pretty deep league for me to pick him up. Um, I mean, deep the biggest takeaway – is Suggs, you know, even with Fultz coming back. So uh, Gary Harris was out, but Ant Black played 17 minutes off the bench. Fultz leading the guard rotation with 31 minutes and those seven or those six steals and, and four three-pointers. Uh, you know, if, if you took Suggs with a late dart in your draft, this is this is why you did so. So uh, I love seeing him getting that run. Well, we've uh, we've talked about it enough. Let's get to the waiver wire section. But first, a word from our friends at Underdog. Underdog Fantasy is the number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick'em contests. If you haven't tried Underdog yet, new Underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to $100 and a free six-month subscription to RotoWire with promo code RWNBA. That's promo code RWNBA. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA to claim your free Rotowire subscription and deposit bonus. That's code RWNBA. All right, our waiver wire section, if you... Oh, wait, wait. We're getting ahead of ourselves, Alex. Oh, I'm sorry. The fan fan feedback. feedback, And we're going to try to do this from questions on the live stream. Oh, my God. Technology. I'm not sure I can handle this. We've got one from Brooks Durham saying, with Hero down, would you add Keontae George or Kyle Lowry to fill in? Someone's been looking at our show notes. Yeah. Um, Wow, this is a a really interesting question. Uh, So I think I would prefer – well, it depends. Man, 
Um, depends. Come on, you can uh, bigger, Alex. Ideally, you could add them both. the The problem is that after Hero comes back in two weeks, I think Lowry kind of goes back to just not being that good. Yeah. Um, now Lowry, you know, he was providing decent value before, but nothing you can't replace off the wire. Um, I might lean Keontae George just for the long term upside. That's my. That's going to be my final answer. All right. Well, we'll discuss this more in the way. I'll I'll answer this question. I'm going George. I'm going upside here. He has more. He has more potential for long term value, uh, just higher overall ceiling um, for the remainder of the season. Kyle Lowry's coming off a fantastic game. He he had 17 points, 11 rebounds, nine assists. But this goes back to last season with Lowry. Whether you watch the Heat, if you watch the Heat in the playoffs, you watched him during the regular season last year. Lowry every five, six games will have kind of that vintage outing, but in those other three, four five games where he's off, uh, he's you old. see, you see the age. Yeah. You absolutely see <laughs> one it. vintage three old. <laughs> so my, my, my answer is, you know, if you're just looking for value the next week or two, while he, or the next couple weeks while heroes out, Lowry might provide more value than George. But if you want long-term rest of season value, pick up, Keontae. All right, we, we have another question in the chat, but it's about drops. We have a few suggested drops at the end of our waiver wire section, Mr. Derwin Daly. So we'll we'll get to that later. But now, yes, let's get to the waiver wire section. Yes, uh, for those of you who uh, don't follow the show every week, what we do here is we each provide two regular, uh, what we call regular uh, waiver wire pickups, which are players rostered. In less than 50% of leagues, typically we use Yahoo leagues, and then we each do one long shot, which is uh, rostered in fewer than 25% of Yahoo leagues. Um, I'm, I'm going to start things off with Kyle Lowry, who we just talked about, 30% rostered in Yahoo leagues. We have Tyler Hero out for two weeks. Miami has three games next week, so you're, getting, you're still getting some value there. Uh, in that game that, that Hero got hurt, Lowry goes for 17 points and 11 shots. 11 rebounds, 9 assists, and 1 steal in 35 minutes. Like Shannon alluded to, at Lowry's age, what we've seen from him, he has like 11% usage this season. You're hoping for like one out of every three or four games being like very good. Um, But we know he can hit a bunch of threes. He still has steals upside and obviously assists upside. Um, Even like he's ranked 82nd right now in 8-cat. So even with his kind of muted numbers, his muted role, he's been fine. And again, three games next week for the Heat. Uh, Ken, who is your first waiver wire suggestion? Yeah, I think he's the cover guy for our video. Uh, we're going to New Orleans for Jordan Hawkins, who's 45% rostered. Unfortunately, Pels only have three instead of four games next week. Um the main reason is, well, there's two reasons. CJ McCollum is out with a lung issue. This is the second time McCollum has been dealing with that. I think he was out, what was it six weeks last time? Alex, you were on top of that. When, uh, anyway, there's no timetable for McCollum's return this season. So they instantly started the rookie Hawkins. And Monday night, he had 31 points, seven threes, seven rebounds, three assists, and one steal over a team-high 38 minutes. Talk about just getting tossed in the deep end. I don't think he's going to have 31 points every night, but goodness gracious, Jordan Hawkins looks like the real deal for the Pelicans. Very very interesting pickup in New Orleans. I also think you know Dyson Daniels 
can get a look as well. I, I Dyson Daniels more of a natural point guard. Hawkins uh, is more of a, a, a two guard off the ball guard. So I like Daniels to possibly step up if Mika, if if CJ's out for ends up being out for that long. Um, but Hawkins will have a, a a pretty significant role either way. Shannon, why don't you take us to your first waiver wire suggestion? This is a guy we talked about preseason, during the drafts, uh, even probably in one of the first waiver wire pickups of this year, but he's still wildly underowned. Kobe White for the Chicago Bulls has been solid this year. His overall rank this season is in the 160 range, uh, but he remains locked into the starting lineup for Chicago. And he's picked up his he's picked up his performance recently. Just looking at the past five games, yeah, yeah, past five games, thirteen point six points, three point two rebounds, four point eight assists, one point two steals, and one point eight three pointers as well. Um, Solid percentages, uh, you know, from the line, eighty three point three percent, forty three and a half for Kobe White. I'll take it. I think that's solid enough from 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 the floor. Uh, but you've got some three pointers with the assists creeping up. I like him more. Um, and I think he should be considered in most 12 team leagues, especially if you need that three pointer assist combo. Yeah. He had three dud games in a row, but the last four has really turned it on kind of a new role for him, right? He's not really a pure point guard, but that's what they need him to be. And, uh, I think he'll get better with more time playing with the starters. 33 minutes per game over the last five. That's very significant. They have, uh, I don't know if you mentioned it, they have four games next week. So there's a chance you pick oh, yeah. him up. He keeps the hot streak rolling and then you just hang on to him. Um, so yeah. I think it's a that's a really good suggestion. Um, my second waiver wire suggestion is the clinic, Kelly Olinick, 32% <laughs> roster in Yahoo leagues. Walker Kessler out at least two weeks. We touched on that at the top of the show. Uh, in their first game without Kessler, what they did, Will Hardy shifted John Collins up to center and then put in Ochai Abaji into the starting lineup and also switched Taylor Horton Tucker for Keontae George. So a lot happened in this previous game. Uh, that was against uh, Indiana. Olenek played only 21 minutes, but he was in foul trouble. So I yeah. think it's worth monitoring what he does in tonight's game, just Friday, um, to see kind of where his minutes are. He ranks Olenek in only 20 minutes per game right now for the whole season, ranks 128. So he's usable in 12-team leagues as it is. Uh, He sees a 9% usage increase with Kessler off the floor. We know he's a per-36 monster. We saw that happen um, at points last year. We saw it happen when he got traded to Houston a couple years back, and he just kind of took the team over. And uh, Utah has three games next week, so uh, you don't have to worry about uh, a, a short week. He will not get you blocks. So if you no. are going to stream Malenic, hopefully you can do it at forward, not center, and still have somebody uh, getting you blocks for you. But uh, we love the clinic. I feel like he's a streaming option every year for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm changing my format up. I went with just one regular pick and I'm going with two long shots. And my first long shot, back to the Miami Heat, uh, I'm going with Haywood Highsmith who's only 3% rostered in Yahoo. He started the last three games for the Heat and averaging 23 minutes a game. As you, as we, as we mentioned earlier in the show, Tyler Hero is out. Uh, Wednesday versus Memphis, he had Highsmith had 14 points, four stocks, and two threes. 
And look, the Heat are just thin after this offseason where they lost Max Strews to Cleveland. Gabe Vincent went to the Lakers. I think Highsmith's another one of those uncovered gems that the Miami Heat seem to find every year. Um, anyway, only three games for the Heat. But uh, I like Highsmith uh, in a deep league flyer or if you've got a big bench. Yeah, they're, they're, they put him in the starting lineup. He's in the rotation over Kevin Love right now. Um, yeah. And we've, we've seen in years past that they, they clearly like him. I don't know if they know what he is. I don't know, but they're, they want it to happen, whatever it is. So yes. I, think, I think it's a good, a good deep league <laughs> suggestion. And Tyler Hero out means more usage. Uh, Shannon, you've got a pretty sexy second pickup suggestion. Sassy. He's, def- he's definitely sassy. Marcus Sasser, rookie backup point guard for the Detroit Pistons, has been on an he- on a heater for the past week or so. Over the past five games, 27.4 minutes off the bench, 16.4 points, 3.4 rebounds, 3.4 or 3.8 assists, 1.6 steals, uh, shooting 55.9% from the floor, uh, 2.6 three-pointers. Anyone who watched the Bucks Pistons game the other night saw. Uh, Marcus Sasser take over pretty much in the third quarter, uh, 26, six and two with one steal 11 for 17 from the floor, three, three pointers in that game. You know, there's been a lot of, a lot of hype for Monty Williams about Sasser. It's been obvious, you know, even going back to summer league preseason that he likes Sasser quite a bit. And, you know, right now you look at the last three games, Jaden Ivey has sat out. I was just going to say, how is this happening with Jaden Ivey around? I know. I know. And then you got Burks. Burks has sat out as well. So the team has been shorthanded. So that's part of it. Monty Morris also out? Yep, absolutely. Monty Morris also out. That is all part of it. But every single comment I see from Monty Williams about Sasser uh, is encouraging. I believe Sasser is one of his guys. I think he really likes him. He likes the fit for this team. You know, I think there, there's even a possibility that Sasser gets moved into the starting lineup before a guy like Ivy does, you know, in place of Killian Hayes, for instance. I think that's a possibility in, in the next month or two. It might not happen immediately, but it is a possibility. Um, but for now, just if he continues to be this productive off the bench, it's he's averaging 30 over 30 fantasy points per game over the past five games, and he's wildly under owned right around 30 percent rostered on uh Yahoo right now. You're looking for point guard production, a scorer. Um, you know, it's he's never going to be a I don't think he'll be a six assist guy or anything like that, even if he gets a starting role. Uh, but three pointers, scoring, solid percentages that's all on the table with Marcus Sasser. Maybe those Pistons should have drafted Keegan Murray. When? Well, can't do it. Can't do anything about it now. Uh, but no, I mean, this is the, so this is who Sasser projected to be when, when you drafted him 25th. He was a spark plug scorer. Um, great with the ball in his hands. And also, I think a little bit of an underrated defender. You look at him, he's 6'1", 190. So you don't project him to be a good defender, but he has good hands, good instincts. He's got at least one steal. I think this is in the past, what, six games. So I, th- I think this is pretty real. Um for Sasser, at least until we get some clarification on injuries. Um, my uh, long shot waiver wire pickup, which I can't believe he qualifies as a long shot, uh, Reggie Jackson of the Denver Nuggets. 
uh, who, of course, is going to see increased playing time with Jamal Murray out for probably about a month. And I think it's notable that it's a hamstring for Jamal Murray. Notoriously tough to come back from. Notoriously high re-injury rate for hamstrings. Played 32 minutes, Jackson did, in Wednesday's close win over the Warriors. Uh, That's notable since he played 24 and 25 minutes in the previous two games. So I think some people looked at that and went, oh, you know, I'll have to pick him up. Both of those games were blowouts. This Warriors game was close, and he played uh, 32 minutes. He's averaging uh, 15.6 assists and one and a half steals per 36 on the season. Don't expect the steals to keep up. Okay, he's not that guy, but you will happily, in a deep league, take something like 14 and five or 13 and four consistently for a month. Um, and if you're concerned about just what they have next week, they have three games, but this is a long term pickup for pretty much every league. Yeah. If you, if you, if you were in a league where Reggie Jackson was rostered last season for the first couple months of the year when he was starting for the Clippers, then he'll provide similar value this year. There's not going to be anything too eye-popping or uh, anything to really gush about, uh, write home about, if you will, but uh, he'll have value. The minutes will be there. It's an oddly shoot-first point guard. I always wanted more assists from Jackson, even going back to his Piston days. It never seems to happen. Uh, well, someone who is not shoot-first nor pass-first is your third waiver-wire option, Ken. Uh, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going with a second long shot who we mentioned earlier in the show, Jonathan Isaac. The Magic have four games next week, and in 16 minutes last night, 12 points, seven boards, two blocks, and one three. Could he finally be healthy? Probably not. Can he stay healthy for four games? Hopefully, <laughs> if you're desperate, uh, and you know, could use some crazy big guy stats. Heck, it's always fun to take a. Take a flyer on Jonathan Isaac, cross your fingers, and hope he doesn't visit the MASH unit anytime soon. One week? Maybe? Maybe? What do you guys think? I think this is the right, let's put it this way. This is the right time to pick him up because they're down their starting center. Isaac can play some some small ball center, and they have they have four games this week. This is the time to pick him up. Maybe it doesn't work, but if you're, if you're interested in do it, just do it now. Yeah, it's it's... Yeah, I think we hinted at this at the top too. Is if it's uh, deeper leagues, fourteen teamers, it makes sense. If you're if you're playing in a ten team league, a league that's only 120 players deep, you know he's not gonna he's not gonna factor in there yet. Yeah, he can't. He has no business on a ten team. And in general, most of the long shot suggestions are that you know they're they they can crack the top 150, but top 120, top 100 uh, is very unlikely. That brings me to my guy who I actually think has top 100 upside, even though he's a long shot. Keontae George, rookie guard for the Utah Jazz. He is uh, rostered 13% on Yahoo. He has three games next week. You know, Alex mentioned George was plugged into the starting lineup for Utah with Kessler down. Uh, It's kind of been in the cards. There's been a, the, the roster percentage for George is only above 10% because there's been a lot of folks stashing him uh, since draft season. And it's because it's expected he'll eventually take over the starting point guard role. 
Horton Tucker hasn't been great to start the season. Jordan Clarkson's not a point guard. Colin Sexton's not really a point guard either. Keontae George is a first-round pick, and this is a rebuilding Jazz team. No matter how well they surprisingly did last year, they're in full rebuild right now, and George is a guy they're going to want to give a look to. In his first start of the season, 31 minutes, 7 points, 2 rebounds, 9 assists, 3 for 8 from the floor. You know, it's those assists. That's what you're chasing after with, with George here. If he if he sticks in the starting lineup, you know, good chance he does even after Kessler returns. Um, there's no reason for them to plug George into the lineup like that unless the, the intention was to keep him there moving forward. When you touched on this, the Jazz were winning last year. Would not have been a time to develop somebody. They didn't have George, obviously. He's a rookie. But now they're losing like they're supposed to. So, hey, use those minutes to develop the only true point guard you have on the roster. Yeah, and George George is interesting because in college he wasn't really an assist guy. But then right. in summer league he averaged five assists. And now he's averaging. He's he's going to assist in the NBA. So, um, Only 19 their, years old. Right? Yeah, he's their potential point guard of the future. It's not Taylor Horton Tucker. It's not Colin Sexton. So that's that's kind of your argument here. Um, okay, Ken, before we jump into our Friday DFS section, we want to touch on some potential drops in fantasy leagues that um, people are wondering about. Well, and here's maybe the controversial one. Would you drop Jabari Smith if you're in a 10-team league? Uh, they've only got two games this coming week. He's averaging 14 and 7, but less than half a block a game. Not shooting well. Uh, it just doesn't seem to be meshing with all those veterans they brought in there. I, so I think he's okay to drop in a 10 team league because his volume has not increased at all. His shooting volume, yeah. his defensive stats are not increasing. Neither are his assists. He's exactly who he was last year. Even if he continues to shoot efficiently, I mean, he's shooting 50% from the field and 40% from three, and you're still only getting 14 points per game out of him. I think he's a drop. He, all right, I, I'm going to push against that. Jabari Smith Jr. is currently ranked uh, nine category, uh, about 109. He's right, right in that one, 110 range, we'll call it, um, through seven games. Guess who else is ranked uh, right in that same range through seven games? Jamal Murray, Bruce Brown. I'm not dropping those guys. Chris Paul. I'm not dropping Chris Paul, Ken. Quit, you might drop quit, Bruce Brown. Nah. No, and absolutely not dropping Bruce Brown. Not in a 10-team or not in a 120-player deep, 140. That's about 120 to 140 players deep in a lot of 10-teamers. I think Jabari Smith's a hold. I think it's super encouraging that we're seeing him uh, hit 2.13 pointers per game. The 50% from the floor is encouraging. We're going to see better days ahead this year for Jabari Smith. Well, and here's some easier drops. Bones Highland and Norm Powell for the Clippers. They have two games this week. And obviously, they just added James Harden, and we already bashed Obi Toppin in the lack of minutes <clears throat> he's getting with the Pacers, who only have 12, uh, two games this week, too. Uh, okay. Um, before that's the end of our waiver wire segment. Alex, tell us about our good friends at Vivid Seats. The NBA season is here. On behalf of our friends at Vivid Seats, let's get one thing clear nothing beats seeing your favorite team crush it on the court to the sound of thousands of screaming fans. Every dunk, dribble, and every heart-pounding play of your favorite team live and in person. And because Vivid Seats is the only ticketing company where you can earn rewards on every purchase, you can score amazing deals and unrivaled annual rewards all season long. Plus, with a 100% buyer guarantee, you can be sure your ticket will be as legit as your love for the game. 
Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today and use promo code ROTOWIRE for $20 off your first $200 purchase. That's promo code R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E for $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase. Download the app or visit VividSeats.com. Vivid Seats, experience it live. That's code R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E, which I used last night. I got tickets for Celtics Sixers at the Garden, uh, and I saved 20 bucks. Um, All right, gentlemen, uh, it's time for Shannon and Alex to give us their DFS picks for Friday night tonight. Uh, And Shannon, you want to mention something about our friends at Splash. Yeah, as mentioned in past weeks, we have a weekly Friday NBA contest on Splash Sports. Visit rotowire.com slash splash, S-P-L-A-S-H, and sign up. It's five bucks to enter. It's a fun tiers game. I've already got my uh, entry reserved. Got to go pick the players and and tier them properly uh, after the show. But please join us for the fun competition for tonight's nine-game slate. Like Shane mentioned, the non-game slate today, we have a uh, uh, over-under north of 240, which is always a good sign, something people generally target. Charlotte at Washington, the rematch. The rematch. <laughs> uh, Washington got the win the other night. It, their rota- Jordan Poole played like 18 minutes. DeLon Wright had his best game of his career off the bench. Um, it was just a complete nightmare if you play fantasy. Let's put it that way. Um, I... I <laughs> I believe that this game will certainly be near that 240 mark because neither of these teams are interested in playing defense. Is there anybody specifically from this game, Shannon, that you are looking to roster? There is. It's a fantastic game. Uh, Honestly, there's a lot of really good values on there. Um, Kyle Kuzma, whether it's on DraftKings or FanDuel, uh, I think he's eight grand, 8,000 on DraftKings, 7,800 on FanDuel. He's a good value um, at that number. He, he's he's basically been a walking uh, 40 fantasy points the last couple weeks. And I expect, you know, even when he's only playing 28, 29, 30 minutes per game, um, he's still pouring in close to 40 fantasy points per night. Uh, so I like him. P.J. Washington is a good value as well on the other side for Charlotte. The most interesting one for me, if looking at the – the the expensive players. Lamelo is only ninety one hundred on Fanduel. Uh, he has been he's coming off back the last two games sixty four point five fantasy points and forty six point three fantasy points against Washington. You know there was a little bit of early season rust with Lamelo. Uh, there were there was a potential minutes cap that seems to be out the window now. Back to back games where he's where he scored over thirty points ninety one hundred super cheap. Uh, for a player who can get you that 60 fancy point marker. Yeah, I plenty of people are going to be targeting this game. I, I love that LaMelo Ball salary. Anytime you can get LaMelo Ball in a game that might go to 240, I would certainly take that, especially with, with Terry Rozier out. You know, um, they, they need someone else to handle the ball. So Gordon Hayward's interesting to me there as well. Uh, Ken, I know you're working hard to, to answer people's comments mm, in the... Uh, but <laughs> I, I want to get your take on on uh, Brooklyn, Boston. We saw Boston come off a heartbreaking loss against the 76ers the other night. Um, what have you seen from Boston lately? Is there anything specific you you kind of well, see for this matchup? They're going to exhaust. You know, they're, they've now lost two in a row, and so we're going to continue to see huge minutes for the starters. 
because Coach Joe is not trusting anybody on this bench. Other than Sam Hauser. Hauser's actually come out of his uh, shooting slump. But Peyton Pritchard's still shooting poorly. They don't seem to trust O'Shea Brissett. Anyway, so it's just going to be big minutes uh, for all five starters, including Derek White, who is back from uh, paternity leave. Um, so, uh, and then, it, you know, they don't have a legit center. So we could see Porzingis score a lot over the top tonight with Nick Claxton out for the Nets. Yeah, yeah. I won't be surprised. Like other, other teams try to go small sometimes against Brooklyn because Brooklyn goes small. But when you have Porzingis out there, he can shoot threes. Yeah. Um, and he's good enough on the perimeter. And again, you run the pick and roll with him. He's taller than everybody else. So I think this could be a, a nice Porzingis game. We also have Detroit on tonight's slate, Shannon, going up against the Philadelphia 76ers. Detroit's at home, Durin versus Embiid. Um, ESPN is going crazy about it. Um, Come on. Even I, I'm not, I, I'm not going to even go there, man. No, I know. <laughs> what do you, I mean, just tell us what you've seen from, from Detroit lately. Well, it's been great. You know, Kate, Kate's been very solid. Um, he dominates the ball when he's in the game. He's going to have an opportunity to put up a big fantasy night every single game even if he's uh, leading the league in turnovers and taking some very uh, ill-advised shots, he's going to have the ball in his hands. He's going to be making decisions for this team. Um, you know, they're just young, inexperienced team. Thompson, Duran, great, great production. They're getting rebounds. They're getting blocks. They're getting those defensive stats to put up solid fantasy nights. Against Philly, though, you know, this, the Pistons will be shorthanded again tonight. So there is some upside. I worry about this game uh, being close. You know, even against Milwaukee, the, the Pistons were able to keep it close because Giannis got ejected. Honestly, I think it was like a 13-point cushion at the time when Giannis got ejected. If Giannis stayed in, he was having a hell of a game as well. Um, Pistons couldn't do anything when Giannis and, and Lopez were both on the floor uh, and diverting, diverting shots, blocking half of them. Um, that game would have been a blowout. I expect a blowout tonight. The six are going to manhandle my Pistons. So I'm not very high on targeting any of the Pistons for tonight's DFS slate. I do think Maxi is a solid play on the other side. Um, and you could even have, you know, revenge games aren't really a thing, but Tobias Harris coming back to Detroit place. He's familiar with played there a few years. Um, he's also been, Better than I think people um, realize. Tobias Harris is averaging 19.3 points, 6.4 rebounds, 34 fantasy points per game on FanDuel scoring. You know, this is a guy who's going to be, he's going to have to do that for the Sixers all season now. With Harden out of town, Tobias Harris is, is locked in as their number three scoring option for the remainder of the season. Anyone who invested on Tobias Harris during draft day is probably going to going to have a solid value. Um, all season this uh this pelicans houston game we won't really touch on it because herb jones questionable zion williamson questionable Alper and shangun questionable unless you want to say something Shang. i do i do i mean we talked about a couple of guys you know we mentioned hawkins during during our fab pickups we mentioned uh dyson daniels briefly these are some of the better values for tonight hawkins on FanDuel, um despite having that big game that ken mentioned is uh still 4700 um, so I think he's a very good option. Um, you know, even Dyson Daniels, a little bit riskier because um, we don't know what his role is going to be. Um, if he's going to start again tonight, he's at 5,100. I like Hawkins more at 47. Um, and then, you know, the 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 Rocket side, I'm not as high 
um, because I think they're, they're, their core and their rotation still kind of gelling, trying to figure out who's going to play 30 plus minutes every night and trying to forecast which players step up. You know, some nights it's Jalen Green, Jabari Smith has had one or two gig games. Uh, Fred Van Fleet, solid games. Dylan Brooks, you know, it, it, it kind of, it's always up in the air and they juggle responsibilities with that team and, and who's going to have a big night. So I'm staying away from the Rockets, Rockets for the most part. Um, but there's some value on the New Orleans side. We uh, we covered about half the slate. I'm just going to touch on the rest of the games very quickly. Uh, Wolves, Spurs, we have Wembenyama going up against the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's going to be another tough matchup for him after he kind of floundered at MSG. Utah versus Memphis. This could be a great Utah spot. It could also be a great Memphis spot. Uh, this over-under is up at 2.30. Uh, keep an eye on Kelly Olenek. We have Battle of the High Usage Guards, Clippers versus Mavericks. That will be a fun game. L.A. versus Phoenix. Beal is presumably going to play in this game again. Booker's still out. Anthony Davis questionable. And then OKC, uh, Sacramento, a pretty just straight-up game right now, except for the fact that De'Aaron Fox is still out. Uh, do you have, like, one, you know, like, uh, thought from, like, one closing thought Someone you want to play or someone you want to avoid for tonight's slate, Shannon. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you like two or three closing thoughts. You just have to <laughs> deal with it. Uh, the Utah Memphis game I think is very intriguing as well. We mentioned players from Utah. Keontae George, 4,300 on Fanduel. I like George. Depending on what the the Jazz does with their starting lineup, John Collins, 6,100 could be interesting. Or if Olenek, uh, Obad, if Obachi gets gets moved. Uh, back to the bench, and Olenek starts against Memphis. Olenek's going to be a very good fantasy play. Um, on the other side for Memphis, Bismack Biombo, uh is the starting center for for Memphis right now, correct? I know he started. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he is. started twice. You started know? twice, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens with uh, Tillman. I know Tillman was a late scratch um, for one of those games that, that Bismack started. So he's 5,200. He could, he could provide some value. And then one final takeaway, um, going back to the game we know Ken's going to watch, Brooklyn-Boston. Mm. No Cam Thomas. Right. That means we're going to be able to see last year's version of Mikel Bridges, the guy who everyone was drafted in the second round this year. We could see him tonight against Boston. He's under 8,000, 7,700. 7, His usage is going to be up. He's going to have more shots. He doesn't have the number one gunner running next to him. So give me Mikael Bridges tonight in my DFS lineups. And you can't, you, you got to assume Cam Johnson in his first game back probably be low usage. I, I I would be surprised if he plays more than 20 minutes. All right. Excellent DFS advice, gentlemen. Alex, please tell us about our friends at Rival Fantasy. LeBron versus Jordan. Magic versus Bird. Barkley versus Mikael. Biombo versus Collins basketball is synonymous with legendary player player rivalries They make the game more fun and give fans the storylines that raise the stakes every time those players meet on the court or come up in conversation now every player matchup and head-to-head debate can be settled on rival fantasy this NBA season you can play challenges where you decide which NBA player will score more fantasy points in their next game play the rival fantasy in-house challenges or create your own and get a friend in the mix with a customizable social challenge. Sign up at joinrival.com slash rotowire and get a $200 deposit match. Get in on this now. It's time to step up to the challenge on Rival Fantasy. See you in the arena. 
That's joinrival.com slash rotowire to get a $200 deposit match. All right, Ken, it's time for the old man rant. Arg! The in-season tournament floors are hideous. Sure, the tourney adds excitement, but these floor designs are giving me seizures. Chicago's red-on-red floor looks like either a crime scene or a cheeseless lasagna. The Boston floor has no parquet. That is sacrilegious. The Knicks floor is bright orange with a dizzying layered New York word logo at center court. I'm too old for this. I need to watch with sunglasses on. Stop the insanity. Arrgh. Do you think the Chicago court's like a take on Chicago-style pizza? Maybe. But the red? Idiots. Well, yeah, it's more of a Detroit-style pizza where the sauce goes on top of the yeah, cheese. Yeah, that's right. But I get, you're what right. I get what you're going they for. They do put the yeah. sauce on top for the Chicago-style as well, like Giordano's does. But uh, oh, it's, it's, why red on red? It's more of a casserole. Um, <laughs> right. Detroit-style pizza is delicious. Of course. All, all pizza. All pizza. Yeah. <laughs> this is a pro pizza podcast. Hot take. Uh <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we avoided any uh, mispronounced names today. Uh, helps when we uh, suggest Hawkins and Highsmith and Isaac and Lowry and Jackson. Um, Porzingis. Porzingis. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by Underdog, Vivid Seats, and Rival Fantasy. Ken, take us out of here. Yeah, uh, let's go to Flint, Michigan. Shannon's favorite state. You know... I give Kyle Irving a lot of gruff on this podcast, but he apparently recently donated $50,000 to Little Miss Flint's GoFundMe program to bring that city clean drinking water. Way to go, Kyrie. And I mean that honestly. Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.